coming up on TMS. I don't like milkshake. Peace. Scott ordered five guys and enjoyed every second of it. You're in for a great shake. A pot in every chicken. A whack is technically a stroke. Food grade fibrous scaffolding. All coked up on cans. Black velvet in that little tiger's fire. I'm glad you got that one. No problem. Anthony Garcia, famous actor. Chinese spy has can-do spirit. Get your junk in the middle. This disease is annoying. They all go by the name Kevin. Spaghettification with Bobby. Embarrassing balls with Bill and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Come along, come along, don't delay. Today is a magical day. Come along, come along, bring your smile and spend a while with Grandpa. This is The Morning Stream. It puts the lotion in the basket. everyone welcome back to tms it is may 17th 2022 i'm scott johnson that's brian nibbit hi brian nibbit hi scott johnson how are you i'm good man you know look my <laughs> wife really needs to come home really is what i'm getting at yeah okay? what did you eat last night what uh, what was uh <laughs> we door five guys and that's fine except i was like you know what Okay, normally when I do Five Guys, that hamburger, not the double one, not the big one, but the yeah, one they call yeah, little, is plenty yeah, big. Yeah. Plenty big. Yeah. But I still, I yet, I looked at it and went, that doesn't look big enough. Oh, no, really? Yeah, <laughs> so I ordered the double patty one and then put everything on it, and that thing was a monster, and I loved every bite of it, but I'm f- I'm a freaking disgusting man. That's what I am right now. Oh, man. I what know. are you doing? I know. What are you doing? It's I know. The, uh, it's menuitis. There's like a, there is a, isn't it the thing where like you look at a menu and even if you have your heart set on, nope, I'm having this. I'm, I'm driving there. I'm getting this salad. I'm on my way over there. I'm getting this salad. Leak at the menu. Oh, you know, that does look really good. Is that... Is that just deep fried uh, butter? I'll just have the deep fried butter, please. Thank yeah. you. And now they do vertical uh, vertical orientation, high definition freaking video food. <laughs> right. Uh, Carter says, I don't think the milkshake, milkshakes helped either. Did you oh. get a milkshake, Scott? So here's the other funny thing about that. So <laughs> we see these, you know, I'm looking at the stuff and I'm like, we got drinks here. We don't need drinks. We can just get the burger and we'll share. We did share an uh, order of uh, Cajun fries, so we weren't being too bad there. Uh-huh. Uh, but... I looked at the thing and I sa- it says, you want to add a shake? I'm like, well, I don't know. What are these now? And I clicked it and it says 30 calories. And I went, my brain. <laughs> per sip. <laughs> <laughs> per, per square uh, millimeter is 30 calories. <laughs> right. So I said, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. It's, I'll just put that on there mindlessly. And I get it. And Carter goes, you know, that's probably not good for you. And I said, why? I go, it's only 30 calories. She's like, I think it's. 30 more if it's strawberry flavored but there's like a base there's like a base calorie count that is just oh, the shake of just the flavoring yes right yeah exactly. so i think that's i don't know why i don't know why it was in my head to justify it that way maybe it was because of what we were doing we were sitting down to watch shawshank redemption finally it's yeah. the first time i've seen this movie i don't know 30 20 30 times carter's seen it once so or that was her first viewing so we sat down last night it was our uh, dad daughter let's watch all the important movies night Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was so focused on that, I think I just made some poor eating decisions. But uh, 
That movie, I'm telling I'd like you right to now. say that Five Guys Burgers came out the other side. I'd like to say that. I like tra- traveled through how many yards in a man's intestine? <laughs> um, Scott Johnson delivered a mile of shit. And came out disgusting on the other side. <laughs> anyway, it was, uh, that is just such a great movie. It doesn't matter how, t- how many times you see it. It's a, per- it's a perfect film. It's a, agreed. It's, I mean, yeah. are there there are probably a list of ten movies ever that you can call perfect? I think this is one of them. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, opinions will differ, yep. but gosh dang, man! And she loved it. I was really happy that she finally got to see it. Now she's going to make me. We have to do this little like tit for tat, so I have to watch some anime thing she's been pushing. Mm-hmm. Only fair. I forgot what yep. it's called. Um, oh, Mob Psycho. Anyone else out there hear this? This mob psycho anime business. She apparently is a huge fan of it, loved it, and is dying for me to watch it. So, uh, oh yeah, Chad, Chad's agreeing. It's oh, great. Rainbow Bright. Uh, well, lots of people loving Mob Psycho. All cool. right. I'm going to do it then. I told her I'd start watching yeah. it a little bit tonight. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it a, a taste. And I told her, look, you're, I'm jumping the line here. I got like Loki and, uh, you know, there, I'm, uh, Parasite's Parasite. a, uh, you know, it's also a very good. Uh, important movie in uh, the history of uh, cinema. Right. It seems like it does it seem important. the first foreign film or the first Korean film to get best picture. Maybe the first foreign film to get best. There's some, there's some honorific that it has with regard to the Oscars that is more than just... Uh, I know it's definitely the first Korean film. I don't know about yeah. foreign though. Maybe foreign? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it is. Yeah. Might not well, be the same. all I know is, yeah, I got a lot to watch, but I definitely want to watch that. You know what I really want to watch too is that... Uh, Tokyo Vice thing that's on uh, HBO. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at the Gary Oldman thing, Slow Horses. Oh, I'm yeah. saying, all right, which one are we starting next? Because you know, it's like uh, there's there's two on the list here that that I want to check out. Yeah, Slow Horses looks great. It really does. Yeah. There's about ten things I want to see, but you know, time yeah. only allows for so much. So we thought we would throw two and a half hours uh, toward Frank mm-hmm. Darabont last night, and we were happy that's to a, do it. Nothing at all wrong with that. Like I, you know, if you're not going to watch Loki or Parasite, you 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 picked why you still chose wisely by yeah. picking uh, Shawshank. And I will say this: like a movie made in '94, which is when Shawshank came out, um, it looks as good cinematography wise, sound wise, uh, lighting, ADR use, this sort of stuff. It looks as good today mm-hmm. as it did then, and. That's amazing to me because that movie's only ten hour or ten hours, ten years after like you know uh, Temple of Doom and like eighty four. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. the changes in cinema um, tech and the how it looked between it, it, during that decade is astounding. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a movie from nineteen ninety four does not feel dated to me at all, yeah, it helps that it's set in the. 40s, it's, 50s, it, and 60s. It itself but, is a period piece, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, and, then, and and they did a really good job of not having anyone accidentally have hair from the 90s. <laughs> Except Andy right. Dufresne's hair is occasionally a little 90s, but not too bad. Did, did his uh, kids ever finish playing that uh, weird space board game? <laughs> Basically, he must have, you know, left Shawshank and uh, and then yeah. had kids, and then or got married, had kids, got a divorce, yeah. got this gorgeous big house somehow yeah him him and morgan freeman's character red got got married and uh, right. later got divorced <laughs> that's it okay yeah that's All how right. that turned right. out um but what really got her if you want to take your you know your uh, you know carter carter how do i put this she's in a, 
I don't want to say she's an emotional kid because uh, it can have a negative connotation. But she, you know, she can appreciate a, yeah. a sweet, sad, or, or she happy. She wears her story. heart on her sleeve. And she does. There's absolutely nothing wrong with nothing that. wrong with that at all. What really got her in this viewing or this movie, I think, was the uh, was Brooks and his and his Raven Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sad. You throw an animal in there, and I think that's uh, it gets her. Every that's time. a uh, that's a button. That's yeah. one of <laughs> Carter's buttons. One of her buttons. <laughs> and we were remarking after it was over. We think the reason that movie is so strong. One of the reasons. There's many reasons, but one of the reasons it's so strong is it it somehow, you know, almost miraculously pulls off a 30 year time period, and conveys how it how that time must have felt. To go by slowly mm-hmm. in a prison situation without the movie feeling overlong. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard thing to do, I think. And to have it accurately feel like, oh man, what a long time that is, without feeling like, man, what a long movie this is. You know what I mean? Like it's right, a, right. It's a weird, hard thing to do. And I don't know why Darabont isn't making more movies all day, every day, but that guy's freaking genius. I love him. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, I was on some trip, some work trip. Um, when I watched it, and I'm trying to remember, it was a speaking of hotel rooms. Um, it was a weirdly set up hotel with a a little tiny front room living room area with a TV. Usually, you get these these front room living room areas that are like, all right, we're going to make that you know decent sized, and then make the bedroom small. If we're going to split the room up and, and divide that, sure. but then it had the, like this really weird big bedroom. Mm. So it's like little tiny. Room for two people on a couch and watch a TV, and I was alone, so I watched Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of uh, going out and seeing what town, whatever town I was in, <laughs> I want to say it was Bend, Oregon. For whatever oh. reason, that's like because okay. I remember it being very lodge feeling, the uh, hotel, and I'm remembering that the hotel in Bend, Oregon was. Why very, is it called Bend? Is like there some lodge. kind of big bend to the way the land lays out, or something weird? Or it must it... be, or a river, or something. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Maybe around the bend, yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Right. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, this used to be what wasn't that home of one of the last uh, uh, blockbuster videos? Oh, was that, that uh, was another was right? The final blockbuster or something was in Oregon, but was it? Maybe it was Bend. I want to say it was it was Bend, Oregon. That's a great yeah. name, I dude. Could be, it could be wrong. I want more towns that are just like a single syllable word. You know, Bend. bend. Yeah. <laughs> like Bend. What's what do we have here? Uh. uh uh, uh, we don't have any. No, I mean, Orm's close. You could say it really quickly. Orm, Orm. You could say Orm. Orm. Yeah, or you could say, uh, <laughs> "Oh, why can't I think of any? There aren't any." Yeah, no kidding. What is the? Is no, do we not have a single? St- Someone help me here. It doesn't have to be Utah. Anywhere else? Well, um, Clint. Someone has Clint. Well, Flint, Michigan. Oh, Flint. Uh, there you go. Flint. What's what do we have in Denver or in Colorado? Um. Butte, Butte, Ray, Ray, Colorado. That's cool. Ray, Colorado. Oh, w- we have Roy. R-A-Y. We have Roy, Utah. You may remind me of with, with Ray. We have Roy. <laughs> Ray and Roy. Roy and Ray and Roy. A couple of guys at a bar hanging out, trying to, you know, figure out why their wives don't like them. That sort of thing. <laughs> uh, oh, Price. Another one. Price, Utah. Okay, there's a few. I take it all back. Uh, anyway, it was great, and I would recommend it, and it's freaking fantastic. Okay. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, Anthony Garcia, famous actor, uh, 
No, wait, that's not him. What's who's the Garcia guy? Tony Garcia, I guess. No, what a god! Why am I thinking? Oh, no, I can't remember. He's uh, from from uh, Ocean's Eleven, yeah. and uh, uh, it's, uh, he got his big uh, Andy Garcia. Andy Jeez Garcia. Louise. Once you get Tony in my head, it's like oh, I can be Tony Garcia. Oh no, no, it's Tony Garcia. No, dang it! Oh, it's Tony Garcia. Damn it! It's <laughs> it is Andy. Okay. Andy Garcia. Andy Dufresne, Andy Garcia. There you, you go. should have made that quick connection right there. Uh, he uh, sent us a video, and I didn't know about this. Apparently, you did, and you've actually played this, but I want to show this to the I chat because yeah. this is freaking amazing. Didn't know this was a thing. So yeah. apparently, I can't there's... even see your video because it's, uh, it's private. It's a private video. Oh, it doesn't let you see it? Oh, weird. Well, let me. T- uh, it actually has him talking. Let me uh, referring oh, to really? us. Okay. Yeah. Let me pull this up here. Oops. I can't unmute it for some reason. Okay, well, whatever. Here we go. Yeah, I'll admit that I've never seen this, uh, Scott and Brian, but um, just wondering if this is something you're familiar with. Okay. So yeah, I've seen that at uh, Texas Pinball Festival, uh, the Colorado Pinball Festival in Texas. Probably could have easily been the same machine. As a matter of fact, the um, uh, Pinball Hall of Fame in Vegas has one of these, and it's two ended, right? Like it's a double ended pinball machine. Where- yeah, at first when I saw the video, I went, "Wait a minute, where's the back? It looks like it's broken or missing yeah. a piece or something." But no, it's two sided. Yeah. So you compete, I guess. Did you play? Did you actually play this? And- I did play it. George and I played it. So it must have been in Vegas. It must have been. Um, uh, at the uh, uh, Pinball Hall of Fame. Oh, no, it, it, George was with me at the Colorado Pinball thing as well. But I, I remember playing against him, and yeah, it is, if I remember correctly, the field even rocks back and forth, really? or does it stay put? There's another one, there are two games like this, and there's one where the field rocks, and so it's, when it, when the ball is on your half, the like teeter totters up so that you're going uphill and you have to try and get it back over to where it's past the halfway point. So it rocks down for the other player. No, I don't think, I don't think the just one did. I think the just one stayed put. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh, here we go. Okay. I found some video of it. And it looks like, uh, it just, slam- if you get, if you get it over the threshold, then it, it, it dips down for the guy on the, other side. on the other side, right? There's a, a peak in the middle of the table. Yeah, interesting. Right. So, what if you don't get the ball for a long time on one side? I guess that could happen where you're just yeah, that'll happen. Like if one guy you know can keep it over there and just keep racking up the points, because I think it's less about sending it over to the other person and more about keeping it on your side, racking up points, but not not sending it the other way. Did not even know this was a thing. I was blown away. <laughs> I want one. I want one bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't know how you'd even recreate this without an actual one. Like, this is just too weird, you know? You can't, like, make a video version of this, I don't think. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, weird. It's Eight, a it's a unique, it's a unique beast is what it is. 82? Wait, let's see. 80... Very early '80s, this thing. Uh, wow, really? Because yeah. I mean, the the game itself. Um, when did so, uh, Joust was '81? So for them to come out with a, I gotta find the pinball date. machine based on it. Here it is. So the '81 was Joust. '83, this game. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah, pretty old. Um, I want one now. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I don't even have anybody yeah. I'd play it with all the time. Maybe Carter would play with me, but what a what a badass idea. I don't even know. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's a bad game. I don't know. 
but I don't care. It's Joust. It's bad. It's a bad game. Bad yeah, game. it's a bad game, Brian. It's a bad Shame game. Shame on you. Bad game. <laughs> well, anyway, I want to uh, thank uh, who? Oh, shit. Oh, Anthony Garcia for sending that in. I forgot his name again. <laughs> thank you, Anthony Garcia, for uh, for pointing that out. And uh, now I'm on the hunt for my very owned. All right. Nice. Uh, we're gonna get straight to some news today. Okay. Uh, later okay. in the show, we got Bill back. I believe he's back. I think he was on a little trip with his wife to see some family for some birthday business. And then um, uh, we'll have Bobby here with some science. And uh, I forgot people wanted an update on the COVID deal with my daughter and stuff. She's doing okay. Uh, she sounded a little rough yesterday, but the the concern there isn't so much that she has COVID because I think the COVID would be mild for her given her double boosted you know fully sure. vaxxed yeah, status just reducing the symptoms yeah but right. she's pregnant and so it makes it complicated can be oh. harder like even a common cold is rough and there's very little they can give you when you're going through anything even bacterial yeah. um because they don't want to you know hurt the baby or whatever so there's that dylan's feeling a slightly better and van is just bouncing off the walls with no problem at all that kid's fine <laughs> he didn't got it he didn't get it doesn't seem to be bothered She's tested him and he's like hates it, but he's fine. Oh, and Carter and I tested yesterday. Totally, totally not there. Just to make sure, since you, yeah. Right. But then again, it took them four days uh, yeah. to get a positive after symptoms started. That's, so that's what they're know. saying with this new variant. That uh, by the time you get a positive test on a home test, yeah. you're almost over having it. Like you're almost through it. You're almost through it, so. or, or or it's way worse. Depending, I guess, if it's really right. bad for you. Right. But see, that's annoying. And I understand that we are trying to keep up with a thing that keeps evolving. But if these tests are all useless at this point, in terms of their ability to properly say, oh, we have COVID, therefore we're going to lock down for seven days and we're not going to see any of you. Instead, what's happening is you're seeing everybody Uh and then you're like finally getting some symptoms and then you're like, oh, I better test. And then the tests are negative and then you're still just sort of hanging out and doing whatever. And then four days later... Oh shit! I had COVID the whole time. I've been in contact with a, a thousand people since that. You know, like you know what I mean. Like, what's the yeah. point of this? What's the point of the damn testing if we can't? Uh, you need early detection, is what I'm saying. Yes, we don't have it right yeah. now. No. So don't. what are we gonna we do? Need, we need a uh, little breathalyzer. What we need is uh, anytime you leave a restaurant or or something busy, you need to walk through one of those machines, and he goes. Yeah. Says, oh, sorry, yeah. you've got COVID. There you go. <laughs> or maybe better on the way in, keep the people from bringing it into places like that. And, and oh, I guess we had those where it like checked your temperature. Never mind, we kind of already did. Oh well. <laughs> oh well, seems to be the oh, well. tagline here. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, Bobby in the chat says he'll talk about it in a minute, but they're not pointless. No, I don't mean pointless. Pointless. I just mean you lose a little bit of the reason that they need to be important in everyone's home that we shipped them to everybody for free. So that they had these on hand. If we can't do any kind of early detection, you know, and it seems still seems like the best way of like COVID tracking is like sewer. Now that's like that thing we talked about on the show once where they just test oh, all the, check your poop. Yeah. yeah they do all the water or whatever. And then you can say, Oh, the whole city has an uptick. Yeah, that's, in COVID. that's the problem is that it's uh uh, you know, it's so vague. It's like, yeah, here's a high concentration in this county. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, phew, good thing I saw that. It's three month right. old data, but right. damn, hot damn. Anyway, so Bobby, you'll explain that when you come on. That's what you do. 
Yeah. You, you'll bring some science with you. You come cloaked in science. <laughs> Ooh, he's smothered in science. Smothered in science. All right, that everybody. Should be a podcast title if somebody doesn't already have it. That's not bad. Smothered in science. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in mind, everybody, with your future science project. Okay, time for this. We're going to do a full day's uh, news, and it's brought to you by. It's brought to you by Play Retro. It's happening today, Scott. What what are we what are you guys going to be talking about? Goldeneye. So it's all about the Goldeneye. We mentioned it yesterday. I'll mention it again. Goldeneye. Me and Dunaway are going to go deep into how that game almost didn't get made. How important it was that it did, and uh, its impact on games in the future. But also just all the minutia around uh, what that game is and where it came from. A lot of people yesterday were going. Yeah, I prefer uh, I, I, the one. The game I really liked was Perfect Dark. Well, you don't have Perfect Dark without GoldenEye. It's literally the same devs, and without the success of GoldenEye, you don't you don't have Perfect Dark. So we'll get into all that stuff and more. Interesting. Yeah. Today at three thirty Mountain Time at FrogPants.tv, or if you'd like just the podcast, which is how most people get it, you can get that anywhere you get your podcasts. So go find Play Retro. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the news today. Man. The morning. Ah, Fletcher, what are you mm. doing there, buddy? He, it's funny how Scott, uh, you've already announced us. We're already here, <laughs> Scott. Uh, <clears throat> no need to rehash the fact that we're here. Jeez. Oh, uh, Michigan woman in the news making a flint uh, and short names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michigan woman convicted of spying. Uh, she was so she was convicted as a Chinese spy and she was stealing trade secrets from Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. uh, and a few other Secret people. Secret formula. Yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, a Michigan woman convicted of spying for the Chinese Communist Party is using her job as a chemist to steal trade secrets from her employers, which included Coca-Cola, was sentenced by a federal judge in Tennessee on Monday to serve 14 years in prison and an additional three years of supervised release. It's my favorite kind of release is the supervised release. <laughs> you know, you know I like I mean. my releases unsupervised. Thank you very yeah, much. I see what you mean there. A judge in uh, Greenville, Tennessee, also ordered 59-year-old Zhrong Yu, I think is how you'd say that name, sure. also, also known as Shannon Yu. <laughs> I don't know why Shannon Yu? I do. <laughs> when I was dealing with China all the time in the company I used to work for, because we were always on the phone or traveling there or whatever, um, yeah. every every other male Chinese contact I had there was named Kevin. They were all Kevin. <laughs> just always so weird. That wasn't their real names, obviously, but they all went by the Kevin. One, they all picked Kevin. Yeah, I don't know why. So, you know, if you're a real Kevin listening to the show. Was, was Kevin James popular at the time or Kevin Hart or Kevin Costner or uh, Costner maybe those other two yeah it was early. a little earlier yeah, yeah right. it was like early 2000s I would say I mean I'm trying to think of like a what would be a pop culture reason to grab Kevin maybe there wasn't one maybe it was just easy to say oh, Kevin Bacon sure yeah oh, it could be Bacon yeah really weird though of course Zoe of course Zoe <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's gonna gonna say, come on, Kevin Bacon, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's duh. gonna be Zoe. Yeah, her answer is always Bacon. Don't don't trust yeah. her on on issues right. that are unbacon related. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, she's from Lansing, or that's where she's lived uh, for a while. To pay two hundred thousand dollar fine following her April twenty twenty one conviction in the federal charges of conspiracy to commit trade secret theft. Conspiracy to commit economic espionage, possession of stolen trade secrets, economic espionage, and wire fraud. I think they said economic espionage twice. Oh, one is conspiracy. One's conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. And then just committing it. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. According to the documents, uh, 
you, meaning her, not you, you. meaning you. It just reads reads weird, even though it's capitalized. It's like starting to get my passport changed. Hold on. You, you stole valuable. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Mrs. You stole valuable uh, trade secrets related to formulations for biphenol. No, bisphenol a free. Or BPA-free. Bisphenol A-free, yeah. Oh, okay. Which is the coatings on the inside of the beverage cans. Oh, interesting. Okay. So she wasn't stealing the Coca-Cola formula. She was stealing the the formula for what they put on the inside of cans. Yeah. The coating that they put on the inside of aluminum cans. But why? To what end? I have to ask. They don't say. in the can the whole time. (laughs) Is there some... uh, you know, military benefit to knowing what the inside of those cans are made with, and might be, yeah. And what I mean is this, Dr. Pepper I got right here, the zero sugar Dr. Pepper. Does it have a different kind? Doesn't even. I bet say. it has the same. I bet the. Uh, I'll bet it's a, a canning, regu- not regulation, but kind of a standard uh, a baseline or like a standard. Thank you. That's the words I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't Standard. see, and they don't say anything about the can on the can itself. So I don't know, freaking, what you're going to use that for. But I don't know. It's very odd. It's a hard thing to go to jail for two hundred, uh, pay two hundred thousand dollars fine and twelve years for in sure. jail or fifteen years in jail or whatever the hell it was. Fourteen. I'll get there. I hope you're. <laughs> I hope whatever agency you're spying for is going to help uh, set you free, yeah. Shannon. You, yeah, Shannon. You, you should have changed the last name. The first name. Okay. Where'd you graduate? Oh, I went to Shannon. You. Oh yeah, in Shannon, Ireland. You. Oh man, go. <laughs> Go. What's wait? What's their uh, what's their mask? The uh, clovers, <laughs> fighting clovers. <laughs> you see the, the clovers this year? That's they're, our uh, yeah. They've got our pretty. That is the purple horseshoe. Yeah, they got, they're the purple horseshoes. Exactly. Go purple horseshoes. You're gonna win this year. All right. Well, there's that dumb story. I hope she. You know, whatever. I, I I'm more interested in Bobby. Maybe this is a future thing. Why? Why would that? level of risk be taken for wanting to know what the inside of the can coating is that just seems insane to me and also it's a little insane that that kind of thing gets you in that much trouble you know i guess if you're a spy that amps it up becomes federal becomes all that i mean if you work for a competing beverage company in in china that might be something that's like oh i don't know how they how do they put stuff that you know in those cans that doesn't make your drink taste like aluminum once you're drinking it or something like that i mean there might be yeah like if I go to okay, if you and I go to Japan or sorry China tomorrow, okay, we're in China. Sure, sure. You and I are in we're Beijing, China. okay, uh-huh. and we we yep. we hit up one of the local I don't know strip clubs, something. Sure, strip club. Why not? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I wanted to throw you off. <laughs> That's totally fine. We can go there, and we bang on the. Um... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we get we put money into a vending machine, and we both get two cans of Chinese. I don't know what flavor soda. It's uh, there. Sure, you got some brand sure. over there. Are you and I going to sure. go? Oh, it tastes like metal. Like what's our? Well, I, that's we what might, I don't. Yeah, get. might uh, right. Oh, this doesn't taste like uh, uh, mango blossom. It tastes like uh, aluminum. Ew. Yeah, and maybe. Well, there's a point in the chat that maybe this is just part of a larger uh, proprietary process. That's just this is one part of. Yeah. So it's right. not just hey, what's that coating? Maybe it's like. I don't know. Yeah, it could it may, maybe it's not even for beverages, right? It could be for something else. You know, it's yeah, it could be they want to coat the inside of their um, their bongs or I don't know what they do. What do they do? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah, their bong coating. Everybody needs that. 
Uh, uh, oh, Carter, did you feed the dogs this morning? Sorry, just hit me. Did they eat? <laughs> I hope they ate. Wow, with Kim's gone, we don't. There's things that get left. Wow. Yeah, I think she took. I, I door dashed them some five guys. We're all set, Dad. <laughs> We're good. Oh, she says, of course I did. Okay, yeah, we're good. Yeah, exactly. It just hit me, though. I just like, oh, wait a minute. I usually participate in that, and I was like rushing this morning, and I missed it. And Okay, we're good. Uh, let's move over to Thailand, not too far from China. Not too far, no. No, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Uh, they had to get, or they, they've decided to, they didn't have to do anything. They gave away one million, oh, speaking of bongs, free cannabis plants to every household according oh, to the minister nice. there. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're like uh, 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 what do they call that? Here Look in under America? your seat. You get a cannabis plant. You get a cannabis plant. <laughs> There's an old phrase here where we say every... A, a, a chicken in every pot or something like that. That's it's like it. A something. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken in every pot. A chicken right. in every pot. A, and it's two parts. Oh, it's a pot in every chicken is it's what a they're pot. giving away. <laughs> a pot in every kitchen. <laughs> Wait a minute. What am I thinking? So it's two-parter, though. It's a pot in every kitchen. Or no, a kitchen. Or no, a chicken in every pot. And a something is in every... Second, is there a second part, part, to, part to that? I um, thought there was. I'm looking it up. A car in every garage is not correct, J.C. Calhoun. That is not correct. Damn uh, it. A chicken for every pot. This is the uh, Republican Party uh, slogan, like, uh, for Hoover. Uh, really? It sounds like socialism to me. It does, yeah. Uh, parties change. Let's see. Or, or maybe not. Maybe this is like. Let's see. Chicken in every pot. Yeah, no, this is. Uh, Idioms. Here we go. 1928. A symbol of wealth and prosperity. Phrase was used during Herbert Hoover's 1928 presidential campaign. So you're right about that. I fear there are not enough. Oh. Ah, a chicken in every pot and two cars in every garage. That really is what there he you said. Go. That really is what he said, yeah. Two cars in every garage. Uh-huh. Huh. Oh, this is funny. You're going to have to come clean it out, then. <laughs> JC Calhoun, I owe you an apology. Oh, did you? <laughs> I called him out thinking did that was, a, I thought he was totally wow. full of crap there, but he was full of truth. You were truthful. Anyway, um, the Thai government or Thai government, as some people still refuse to not say it any other way, but Thai, but it's Thai. The Thai government will distribute 1 million free cannabis plants to households across the nation in June to mark the new rule allowing people to grow cannabis at home. That's according to their health minister. Health minister Anutin Charnvikarul. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Miracle, Trenvirical. Uh, you're better. Yours is better. Sounds legit. <laughs> well, you just watched the, you swapped the K and the R, Vicarule instead of Viracle. Yeah, there you go. Everything else you, you nailed. You got it. 100%. It's almost like very, it's almost like very cool, but you just say it a little very bit Very cool. Charm, very cool. Very, charm, very cool. Uh, announced the move on Facebook uh, in a post on May 8th, which he expressed his intention for cannabis plants to be grown like household crops all throughout the country. The new rule, which wow. comes into force on June 9th, will allow people to grow the cannabis plants at home after notifying their lo- local government. But the plants will have to be uh, a medical grade and used exclusively for medical or medicinal pur- purposes. Wink, Additionally, wink. the cannabis cannot be used for commercial purposes without further licenses. Wink. Yeah. Like, you know what, <laughs> you know what they're going to do? You know what they're going to do? They're just going to, no one's going to just grow and go, no, well. No going to say, I'm just using this for medical purposes. Well, we, you know, what they did out here for the longest time. Oh, I have uh, glaucoma. Yeah. Oh, darn it. Yeah, darn they do that glaucoma. here, too. You can grow, yeah. I, th- well, I don't know if they 
the law. Okay, so here we have medicinal in Utah. Medicinal is known Utah. Okay, it's been for a while, right? Yeah, we've had it for a couple of years now, which probably means yeah. we're closer. We're closer than anyone thinks to recreational because yeah. that's usually how this goes. That's how those dominoes fall. Um, but they, I think you still can't grow it in your own yard. I think mm. that's still off the. Yeah, I think that's still the rule here in Colorado. Or no, you can grow up to a certain amount, but right. it's like, you know, one plant of an ounce a month or something like that. Or, yeah. Or, they give us and they take us away, basically. That's right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> medicinal cannabis is what they're, that's the grade you're supposed to go, which I, I didn't realize you could grow a, a medical grade versus a like entertainment grade. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I, I, from when, uh, when medicinal was allowed here, but um, recreational was not crazy neighbors told me that the uh, medical grade was better, like far more potent than the. Uh, oh, recreational! I wouldn't. Uh, I would never have guessed that. That's crazy. Yeah. So does that just? Um, hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Whist- Whistle thirty four says medical pot has less THC. I think. I wonder if uh, maybe it was just yeah, less we- of a harsh experience, or less um, less of a clobber. You know, like more uh-huh. smooth and ease you into it, or something. I don't know. Yeah, Atomics eleven or Atomics II says, "Trust me, weed from a medical state is weapon grade." Really? Yeah trust him why should we trust you <laughs> what do you have to gain mr yes. trust seeker is hmm. your name snoop dog by chance yes are you for shizzle yeah i don't know <laughs> uh let's see this move by the way <clears throat> will uh be the latest step in thailand's uh plan to promote cannabis as a cash crop about a third of its labor force works in agriculture, so this would be a big boon to that particular market. Actually, that's true everywhere. Sure. The stuff yeah. grows anywhere, so it's like everybody. Yeah. I, this is my take. I think the reason Utah will be sooner than people think, even though I used to think they'd be last, is the money just smells too good, man. It's yeah. just like, yeah. look at the tax it, revenue, it, look at the... It grows anywhere, but it grows better under a velvet, uh, black velvet uh, poster <laughs> with a tiger on it. That's... That's actually, if you want your uh, marijuana to grow faster and better. <laughs> now, <clears throat> what does it say that I legitimately, for real, 100% for real, owned that poster you're describing? <laughs> I know, I know you did. I totally, I totally had that. when I, I thought black lights were the most fascinating, magical thing on the world <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. I, probably junior high era, like here in my car, kind of that era. Right, right. It, I would have that. I had a poster in my room, a black light shining on it. And it was a big tiger. Now, I don't know. I... Enough time has passed where I think maybe I was dipping into somebody else's culture a little bit there. Somebody else's, uh, sure. drug, you know, maybe their drug culture. Maybe there's, I don't know what that was, but I thought they were so cool, man. So Which, cool. Which uh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a link uh, if this works. Oh, it's not working. How do I share this link with you? Because it just wants to, wants me to give you the, because uh, there's about a hundred different black velvet tiger posters. Oh, they made a lot, did they? They made a lot. Boy, <laughs> Spencer's, uh, you know. All right, here. Which one? Which one of these? Point to the doll and show me which one of these uh, black velvet tiger posters you have. All right, hold on. <laughs> um, let's see. Where's my? Hey, Discord. What are you doing? Oh yeah, look at that. Okay, yeah. so these tigers. Uh, let me move this up so Chat can see it. So only you know, I'd say half of them are 
our black light. I'm I'm guessing you had row two number five. I'm looking here. Row two, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, it's actually a toss-up between row two, five, and six. I kind of remember the <laughs> wait, flames. Wait, wait, wait. Number six is the one with the flames. Yeah. You did not have a tiger whose head was on fire, did you? There was In something. Space? There's something about that that's really, really familiar to me. <laughs> space, space flame tiger. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's c- capital stupid, but I love it. I freaking love yeah. it. Yeah. I thought that was so cool back then. Anyway. Oh, I can't even imagine, like, if you're on cannabis, like, oh my God, dude, that tiger, <laughs> that tiger's in space, <laughs> but he's on fire and there's no oxygen in space. So how is he on fire? Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's surrounded by, like, comets and little little comets planets. and planets, like a Jack Kirby painting behind him. That's and it's great. not even a full tiger. He's like, it's just the paws and the head because you can clearly see a nebula behind where his body would be. Yeah, it's a, his body's like a black hole, man. <laughs> I would love to get one of those again. They probably make them, right? They still. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Put it down here. Uh, the uh, this goes on to say the region is notorious for very harsh penalties for illegal drugs. Uh, they became the first country in Southeast Asia in 2018 to legalize cab- cannabis for medical research and use. And I think that's still true. I think they're still the only ones. Yeah, I think uh, Thailand, uh, harsh penalties in Thailand definitely means something far worse than it means here. Oh, harsh penalties, maybe a $100 fine. Harsh penalties in Thailand, I don't even want to. I don't want to know. About. Yeah, I mean, I know they're not savages, but maybe they do like a, I don't know, what do they do? They probably jail at least. And then yeah. way worse, they're putting weird things under your fingernails. Nobody Getting wants that. Chained, and uh, I think about that poor warm beer kid. Oh yeah, because that was that was Thailand, wasn't it? Was it? Now I just want Thai food. <laughs> wow, this puts you in a weird mood. It did, you know, getting whipped with a stick and then wanting to eat Thai food. Hey, Carter, let's eat Thai. Oh, I'm yelling as if she can't hear me on the stream. Let's get some Thai food tonight. I think that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing oh, great. It was here. North Korea. Uh, warm beer was uh, North Korea. Oh, That's was right. it? Okay. First it was. Yeah, because he took down a poster. Right. right so right. Thailand's auto, probably. Auto. Have we besmirched them? Are they? They're fine. Thailand's fine. Thailand's well. Thailand, no. Thailand is the one that that uh, where a kid got caned, uh, like in the nineties. Oh, let's see here. I don't remember. Like we, I know we look at Thailand. Uh, teenager caned. Let's see here. Yeah, there's uh what kind of government are they? They are a caning uh, of school children in Thailand is like these horrible videos and stuff. They are now the unitary government of the Kingdom of Thailand. The country emerged as a modern nation state. Wait, I always kill those in uh, civilization. That's not good. Let's see. Oh, 17- Singapore Singapore too. Um yo, yeah, Michael Fay was the one that's right. The American who was sentenced to six strokes of the cane in Singapore in 1994 for theft of road signs and vandalizing 18 cards over a 10-day period in September 1993. This is exactly the one I remember. It was Singapore. What are the that strokes? Was, uh, How much is a yet. stroke, do you think? Like, whack okay. with, cane, with a cane. <laughs> yeah. they, they just, you know, the official term is a stroke, but uh, the, the technical term is a whack. A whack, yeah. A whack. I don't want to have a... Uh... Different strokes. Have you're killing me. I want different strokes. His uh, <laughs> he was it was uh, ultimately reduced from six to four after United States officials requested leniency, and then he was caned on May fifth, nineteen ninety four. All right. Well, 
Caning. Still a thing. Caning. Yep. Uh, TRPW says Thailand is a military dictatorship with a ceremonial monarch. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. All Maybe right. they're not so good. I don't know what they are. I know they have good food. That I know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that's a thing. Also, you can get a bunch of cannabis stuff. You used to be old enough to get there and stuff like that. So uh, get in there. Get in there sure. and get your plant done. Get your Ask for your free plan. Yep. <laughs> Dial. <laughs> and I think 1976. Any, anybody who was previously caned for having any weed, uh, you now can cane the um, the Minister of Health. Okay? There you, you go. You have my there approval. Perfect. Tell them, tell them Scott Johnson, uh, Utah, and American sent you. All right, check this out. A Hopkins student, or a collection of students, rather, students, uh-huh. plural, edited, or sorry, created edible burrito tape as part of a design competition. Not to be confused with edible marijuana. We're not. We're off that now. Yeah, yeah, now it's a, this is recreational burrito tape. <laughs> is what we're talking about. <laughs> First, only only legal in Mexico. They have slowly first, made first their way. Medical burrito yeah. tape, but but pretty soon we'll allow. Uh, yeah, Texas will be the first state to approve edible burritos. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a, for a design competition. A group of students at Johns Hopkins University. You probably heard of that joint before. They're a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. kind of a big deal. Has invented an extra for your burrito that might be as good as guacamole. Uh, for Tuesday's Engineering Design Day, students at the Whiting School of Engineering developed an edible adhesive that can strengthen the structural integrity of the notoriously messy burrito. Okay, because huh. when you wrap it sometimes, blah, falls apart, right? I don't have a problem with the with the wrapping and the and the flap opening up. The problem are the ends for me. Like what you do, you get your junk in the middle. Yeah. Hello. Junk uh, in the Jamie. middle. Yeah. Junk in the middle. You're 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 mm. filling in the middle. You flop the sides over first and then you roll you you basically take the bottom edge and you go past the middle. Right. Curve it under. Yeah. And then start rolling. Yeah. The problem is that that uh, those sides, if you don't go far enough on the sides, then stuff goes out, yeah. out the sides when you start eating one end. That's right. And if you do too much on the sides, you end up with a lot of tortilla where you're and not enough filling. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind yeah. of the, the hang up. Um, I don't know how they do it at Chipotle and Qdoba where they pack so much damn stuff in a burrito and it feels like, uh, you know, it's way more filling than you should be able to get into a tortilla that size. That's true. Oh, this yeah. is making me hungry for Mexican food. What are we doing? <laughs> Boy, are you, when Kim is out of town, the slightest suggestion of food is. You're not is, wrong. Uh, you are yeah. correct, man. I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> Boy, that Chick fil A, that uh, peach shake at Chick fil A. Ah, I don't know what they put in that thing, but. Uh, those are good. <laughs> They're really good. Oh, wait till you get to our final story today about shakes. Oh, man. Oh yeah, I saw that ahead of yeah. Okay, yeah, I just let's, realized. Let's, let's wrap up. With, let's wrap up the burrito story. I just ah. I get. Uh, see what you did there. These, it wasn't intentional. These. Uh, it's weird. I did not intend this. Every news article today is about something you ingest. All of it. Oh. Coke, okay. Coca Cola, weed, uh, burritos, and soon a thing I'm very excited to tell Milk you guys shake. about. Uh, all right, so here's what happened. Uh, they learned, okay, so blah, 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 blah. they don't. They wanted to stop these burritos from exploding into their laps when they were trying to eat them or whatever. Uh, sure. They made this uh, food-grade fibrous scaffold. Took them months <laughs> to design. <laughs> and uh, they say they're going to, uh, it's there and they're patenting it and they're going to keep it that, theirs. They're not going to share how they made it. So another, another secret the Chinese are going to try to come get. 
Um, but anyway, they say that all they'll say at this point is all the ingredients are safe to consume. They're they're all food grade and are common food and dietary additives. There's a photo here, but I don't know if this photo is like representative of the final thing. But I'll put it up. So uh, it sure is it. not. It's not tasty looking. Nope. That, no, it's like uh, it's like, like a chunk of blueberry tape. fruit roll up that's been <laughs> licked and stuck on the side of a burrito. Oh, gross. Uh, gross. Claire. Uh, and I wonder if I wonder if uh, Icor posted the same thing, but Claire sent me a link to. Uh, oh, what do you know? It's a. Well, I guess it's a Facebook reel as opposed to a TikTok. But mm. this guy shows how to wrap a burrito perfectly. And oh my god, the problem that I've been doing is this like secondary flip up of the sides after he's gone halfway. Hmm. Let me see here. I'm going to pull this up. Yeah. Yeah. Pull pull up uh, Claire's. Okay, I'm looking at Claire's. So he's yeah. So it over. you know, the thing okay. we all would do with just the sides in, then you roll. But then, as he's rolling it past the the content, yeah, he is a curving the lip of the tortilla under all the content, and then as he's rolling it, he's folding the sides one more time to oh, get. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Is that uh, that I don't do that? I haven't been doing that uh, that secondary fold in. Okay, My and that's God. a good full burrito. Looks like he's got it. Packed. That is a good packed full burrito right there. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what is like noodles. Is that is that boxy that he's shoving in? I don't know what that is. It looks like what Chinese is. food he's put into a uh, into a tortilla. Wow, it also looks like shredded beef. It could be. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. It looks like noodles and then big chunks of chicken or something. All I know is you now smother that, put a bunch of cheese on it, uh, some <laughs> onions, and we're and I'm in. I'm all in on that. That's right. Yes. Oh, I got to get Mexican this week. Poor Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. I don't know why. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So there's that. Watch for that coming soon. Now, the big story of the day, the one that's uh, really oh, there to geez. knock all your socks off. Yeah, thanks Ar- a lot, Dodd Vickers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arby's manager confesses to peeing in a milkshake. Mm, well, in the mix. So like not even a milkshake, but the, the thing that makes like all the milkshakes. A Washington state man who worked as an Arby's manager, has been accused of peeing into the restaurant's milkshake mix, which would have been later served to dozens of customers. Uh, Vancouver police found a video which shows 29-year-old Stephen Sharp, not so sharp after all, uh, urinating into a bag of milkshake mix on Sharp's phone while investigating him uh, for possession of child pornography. Woo, bury the lead. Oh, my gosh. Wow, hold on. (laughs) Yeah, bury that lead, baby. Jeez. What? Wow. I mean, clearly... That other thing is worse, but still, this doesn't help him. The whole no, thing. this is not going to help him at all. Yeah, exactly. Not one bit. Uh, Sharp has been charged with four counts uh, each of possession and depictions of minors engaged in activity. Blah blah blah. I don't want to get too deep on that. Uh, and dealing with depictions of minors. Blah, 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 blah. Sharp allegedly admits to investigators he had urinated two different times in the mixture for what he called sexual gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy needs like, some help. Would you like a golden Jamocha shake? Oh, gosh. Oh, that sounds good. Never, it's golden, you say? N- never let them do that to you when you go to Arby's. <laughs> if they say that, drive away. Get out of there. Uh, they, they, I was trying to think of a, a, I can't think of a good flavored joke. There's not one. I can't think of no, one. It's too really gross. isn't, yeah. Oh, I can't think of it. Well, how about the, we've got the peep, peep, peas. No, we, that's we, right. uh, uh, we've got the, 
There's nothing. We got the wheats. Wheeze. No. <laughs> the wheeze. It doesn't work. The wheeze. Yeah, it doesn't work. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to uh, workshop it. We'll let you guys know. We'll take that one back to the shop, give it a give it a once over, and then we'll bring it back and let you guys know what's up. Uh, oh, you're in for a great you're shake. In there for you a go. Great shake. There it is. Pops and recline. All right, pops. Turn and that. Wins. Title that up. Well done. Anyway, it says here. Uh, uh, oh, uh, but he did say he was almost sure. He was. He said, "I was almost sure that I had I thrown I away the that. bag." After is what he says. Yeah. Ugh. According to yeah. a probable cause affidavit uh, uh, obtained by the Colombian. <laughs> That's a paper, not a uh, small guy from the South American <laughs> continent. Uh, if the bag was not thrown away, approximately thirty to forty milkshakes sold to customers would have been contaminated, and they don't they don't have any evidence of that. But anyway, Jeez. nasty, Ugh. nasty. I think that pee added thirty calories to those milkshakes. Yep. Thank you, uh, Red Fraggle. Very good, very good callback there. Yeah, nicely done. Also, this officially has made me not hungry, so I'm good now. Oh, good. So as yeah. long as as long as we end with a story like this, yeah, I'm fine now. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. Then oh the- well, except I just glanced. I still have that video looping of the guy making a burrito. And now I I'm know. Again. I've watched that thing maybe a hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> it's still going. Stupid like, reels. That's just amazing. Yeah, those reels. It's such a TikTok ripoff. It pisses me off. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like not even a it's not even a secret that it is, but it annoys me. Sure. Just try something new. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, I saw that JC Calhoun, the the uh the burrito funnel that catches all the things that fall out of the side of your burrito so it fills out a new taco fills a new taco. That's is that that's an onion thing, right? Lad no, Bible, aren't they? It's not an onion, but it's a guy whose every video he makes are unnecessary inventions. So they Oh, it's that guy. Oh yeah. yeah, I've seen this guy. Okay. Yeah, he's great. And his it, yeah. it, that one is in particular is almost like, oh wow, that's a great idea. But then you realize, well, no, if you put a small flour tortilla on a plate and just ate over the top of it, you have the exact yeah. same solution. It's uh, it's what I do when I go to a Mexican food restaurant where I get a combo that includes a burrito and a tostada. I eat the tostada first over the burrito so that all the lettuce and tomato that falls off the edge of the tostada when it, you know, it, it ultimately crumbles, which is what a tostada is for, uh, goes as a topping for my burrito. Yeah, there you go. That sounds... Wait a minute. I'm sorry. The chat has gone into a conversation about how TikTok is a Vine ripoff. It's not an even close to a Vine ripoff. Vine is such a Periscope ripoff. <laughs> well, all right. Let's 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 do this real quick. Vines were six seconds. That was the maximum. You couldn't go any more video. Short than that. form, short form video. They yes. were square. They had five. That was it. That was kind of all it ever was. Uh, you could do comments, and there, there was a little bit of that, and you know, that's it. Uh, TikTok is, uh, even though it started as a different thing, it was more music based and all that. When they got bought out, changed the name. TikTok was full sized videos, number one, all vertical, but full size. You can do them horizontal if you want, but full size, mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. to three minutes. Uh, although three minutes came later, it was never locked at six. It was never locked at any minimum. It, well, it had a minimum, but the minimum was a minute. And then they get sure. to, did two, and then some people can do three, and now everyone can do three if they want to. Um, and there's also a billion features in there that TikTok never even came close to. I don't even think it's comparable. Never even came close so to. if you're saying, oh, they both do video, so they're the same, well, to, uh, I guess YouTube's also. I think the the genesis is just locked, time time locked, right? Because other, you know, YouTube, you've got way less of a limit, but with Vine and TikTok, you've got, oh, I've got to think about how much. Uh, I can show in the allotted require a minimum or maximum time. Yeah. 
And so when when everyone else, Not the only thing that they've got. But my my main point is when everybody uh, reels on Instagram, YouTube Shorts, uh, I forgot what Reddit calls theirs. Suddenly they've all got vertical video with the exact same four little icon uh, usage things. Fills them full of filters. Adds a bunch of music you can add. Like they full on lifted it. So I'm, I'm I don't think the comparison's fair. <laughs> it's almost as if you love TikTok. I don't know. I don't even have any kind of particular penchant toward it. I, I don't mind. I like TikTok. I think it's as as, as good a. It might be my it might be my favorite social media uh, thing because the algorithm there only gives me what I actually care about. Yeah. And apparently, all I care I'm about kidding. are dogs and cats and yes. video games and funny stuff. So it works out for me. But yeah, I don't think you can compare them on the features. That's all I'm saying. Whereas if you took a reel and put it next to a TikTok, it's 100% lifted. You you could be confused. Yes, as yes. You'd see a reel and I go, oh, this is a TikTok. I saw that burrito thing and thought it was a TikTok. Ding. Thank you. Absolutely you just, did. You yes. just said in a one sentence what I was trying to fumble my <laughs> way through. <laughs> That's right. People pay by the minute here. It's totally fine. That's right. It's all fine. Uh, All right, that's it for today's news. We're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to make some things with Bill, or at the very least, learn about what he's been making. Uh, Although he's been traveling, so I'll be really curious about what he's got today. So we'll do that. we got Bobby after that. Before that, though, a song. Brian, will you play it? Yes. How about uh, something from uh, Inzo, I-N-Z-O. It's been a while since I've done uh, EDM or really electronic music. I don't know if this is really straight up EDM. This is electronic experimental music. Um, And this thing's great. It's a song called Blasta, B-L-A-S-T-A, combined uh, Inzo and LSD or LS Dream uh, with their mind-melting beats and earth-shattering bass lines. This is uh, this is great. Actually, I listened to this and thought, well, this is different. I like it, and I'm putting it on the show. Yes. Uh, the song is called Blasta. Here's Enzo and LS Dream. <laughs> Like, 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 like
Each of us is just like this donut. Remember? We're empty and sinful inside with, with no power to do the things that God wants us to do. Not until Jesus comes and fills up that hole. Oh, yeah. I guess I forgot. <laughs> the Morning Stream. Don't worry about him. Worry about me. back everybody welcome back to the program uh remind the folks at home who we just heard sure that's a song called blasta by enzo and ls dream available where you get all your music it's like a is that a play on lsd ls dream yes yeah for sure ls dream yeah okay. it's that's probably a guy i bet his initials are, are ls like he's larry smith but he mm. goes by ls dream uh i like it it's yeah. it's like uh, you know the crystal method is is kind of like that sort of kind of kind of yeah. it's yeah. all about drugs today here on the show all about drugs and burritos drugs and burritos your bat caves open there Bill speaking of drugs and burritos it's Bill Duran joining us all the way <laughs> from uh, the headquarters of punishprops.com and uh, we missed you last week but you're here now what's going on man how was your trip your little, little trip there yeah went and uh, saw some family in ohio oh very nice what part of ohio, ohio. what city uh, what dayton. city were you in dayton area dayton nice yeah aren't they all i mean because ohio you know it's one of the old states right so it's like a little smushed in and so everything's just like right next to each other so when everyone always says oh what city you're in i always go well geez st george is four and a half hours away but you're probably like i don't know a hop skip and a jump from columbus or freaking yep. cleveland or whatever Right. We had we ended up in Columbus. Nice. Our flight was a bit of a disaster. We <laughs> ended up landing in Columbus and driving to Dayton. Ooh, Good times. Nice. So how far of a drive is that? About an hour and a half. See, that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. to me. These these cities you think of as big independent cities like Cincinnati or you know whatever. They're just not that far apart. You know, it's just one metropolitan area that blends into the next. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, I really liked Columbus, but I guess you probably didn't spend much time there because you just flew there no. and drove. Yeah. I got a good look at the inside of the airport, and I cruised past downtown on the way to Dayton. <laughs> yeah, I got the F out. <clears throat> well, uh, it's good to have you back. And uh, I assume, I mean, you've been you know, busily traveling, so I don't know how much time you had to build anything. But uh, what's what's been on your creative mind and in the world of making things with Bill? Uh, well, today I wanted to talk about ebooks. I have several of them. Uh, but also, as a coincidence... Uh, the website humblebundle.com. I'm mm-hmm. sure folks are probably aware. They sell video games usually, but they also sell ebooks. And they currently have a humble bundle cosplay bundle with a bunch of books, including mine, right now. Oh, so if, wow. That's awesome. Like, we're talking like 40 ebooks, cool. like a ton, ton of great information. I'm going to go look for You get quick. a ton of books. Cool. I usually only think of them I only think of them as games. I never even think about right? this sort of thing. That's great. Yeah. Every once in a while they do a cosplay one and we've been lucky enough to participate. Uh, you get a ton of books. It's super cheap. I think you can get 40 books for like $18, which is bananas. That is uh, and you help crazy. charity while you do it. So oh, really There fantastic. it is. The Cosplayer's Bookshelf. And uh, boy, that's a... Let's see. What are they asking for this one? 18? Jeez. Mm-hmm. 18 of the minimum. That's crazy. And your stuff's in here. That's awesome. <clears throat> Go check it out. In fact, there it is. Foam Smith 3. Look at that. That's Bill right there. That's his face. Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. <laughs> Very cool, nice. man. All right. Well, so, ebooks are, are awesome. It's a great way. If you're, if you're a reader, 
it's usually a pretty good way to get a lot of information for fairly cheap. Uh, and I recommend if you have a, a favorite creator, like a YouTuber or someone online that you follow, and they have an ebook of some kind that they sell, I recommend picking it up. Mm. Nice. Uh, it's a great way for you to get what would usually be their premium content. So, for example, all of my Foamsmith books, you can get all that information in my videos, but you have to watch hundreds of hours of videos. <laughs> Are you? Do you, book, have, do you have the further, book is where it's all consolidated. Do you have further Foamsmith plans? Like, is three the? Was it always a trilogy? Or do you? Are you going to put a fourth uh, edition in there? Or what's the plan? With is there those? more story to tell? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I have some other stuff I'm working on. I have some more video courses that I'm working on, and I don't currently have a a fourth foam smith book in the in the works oh i need closure a couple of those characters were really you know they're <laughs> really yeah, no, right? hanging. Yeah. the threads that were never uh never tied up it's all right look george rr R. martin can put off a book for 12 years so can you don't worry about it okay yeah don't worry yeah. uh 20 years from now we'll have the long-awaited foam smith four okay sweet uh, it'll be worth uh, it it'll be worth every minute it um, will anyway i do like that I've written a trilogy, though. That's a good word. Yeah, yeah, Feels very sure. completionist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Law of threes. Everybody likes three. Three's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so if you're uh, if, if some of your favorite makers have a, a digital book, I recommend go buy it. Uh, it's great because you can fill your tablet with an almost unlimited number of books. You don't have to carry, you know, the paper books with you everywhere. Uh and independent creators are getting really good at publishing their own professional quality books now. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't the case. Um, but when you look at all the books in that Humble Bundle, like the covers all have astonishing photography, the layouts. Everyone's getting really, really good. So the thought that you might be getting a lesser quality book just because you're buying it from an independent creator uh, is not the case. No, Hopefully those those good. days are gone. I mean... I. As much as I loved the era of uh, like zines, like you know, skater, yeah, right? skater zines and stuff like that, or artists were doing yeah. zines and things, I love that stuff partly because it was so low rent and so low quality, because mm-hmm. it just had this kind of gorilla quality to it. But uh, the, these days, I mean, just the tools are just there. Like, oh yeah, everybody yeah. can make whatever they need to and make it look as, as nice as they want. In fact, my first ebook I wrote, um, I. I remastered it a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. I uh, the first one I made was was text. It was a text document. It wasn't really <laughs> formatted to look pretty or anything. Mm. Um, so I re- reformatted it recently, and we actually give that away for free on our website now. Oh, nice! Um, but it's a nicer version. It looks a little better. I added some new photos and everything. But that first one was super janky. But it got the ball rolling. It totally yeah. did. Sometimes you got to get the ball rolling, and then. You know, and then be embarrassed by your ball, and then go back and mm-hmm. fix your ball. Yeah, I I'm understand. perpetually embarrassed by my old balls. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> They're really embarrassing. I'll just say, as an outsider looking in, those are embarrassing yep. balls. Yep. Embarrassing balls. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah. <clears throat> Very nice. Uh, all right. Uh, so you're. So I'm sorry. I interrupted something, and then you were you, oh, yeah. you were going somewhere. Go well, ahead. I wanted to point out if you're a creator, if you make content, you make videos or podcasts, consider writing and selling an ebook. Especially if you make tutorial content. Like, that goes hand in hand. That's Mm -hmm. perfect for what we do. Uh, What's amazing is you can make your topic about any niche you want. There's no publisher to tell you what you should be writing about. You can dive, you can deep dive into some wacky stuff and find the thing 
that your fans want to pay you money to read about. Sure. Uh, ebooks are free to distribute. This is a huge one. No fulfillment required. You don't have to mail anything. So, oh, also, by the way, they're tearing up our um, our uh, porch in the back, so you might hear some. <laughs> I heard a couple. Yeah, I heard some noise a minute ago. I'm not hearing it now. Yeah. But, uh... You might hear some hammering going on over there. Uh, anyway, I, I love selling digital stuff because people buy it. It gets emailed directly to them. They can download it. I don't have to touch it. Yeah. Makes um, it's really, really awesome from the seller perspective. Sure. Uh, and you can play fast and loose with the pricing on your books without losing your shirt since fulfillment is free. When you sell physical goods, it's easy to accidentally chew up all of your margin by pricing it incorrectly or, or having like a really aggressive sale. Yeah, yeah, because you like lose it on the uh, the shipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah shipping sucks. Uh, ebooks are a great thing. Like I said, it's a great thing you could use to give away for free as different types of incentives. Uh, for example, maybe if you want people to join your mailing list, they could uh, get a free ebook when they join. That sort of thing. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and it's super easy to sell digital products on other people's platforms. So, for example, this humble bundle was really easy. All I had to do was send them my files and sign something and agree to it and promote the thing and we get extra sales that way. We also have our ebooks for sale on our website but also on many of our other friends' websites and we split the profits. Uh, so all of that stuff is just so much easier to do when it's not a physical item. You can just send them the files and agree to split the profits. And we just fulfill that at the end of every month. It's really great. What do you think of the current trend toward everybody making uh, newsletters uh, as a new form of this sort of idea? At least a way of keeping up with people that's a little old school in, in yeah. a way. But in other ways, it's you know they're it's obviously using modern tools and stuff. But have you thought about doing that uh, there? Oh, we have, we have a newsletter. In fact, in 2013, Nicole Spag told me I should have a newsletter. So I did it immediately and I've never regretted it. Yeah. Still do it. Uh, nice ever, yeah. yeah. Yep. I have a I have an email list full of thousands of names of customers. These are people who have already bought something from me, uh, and I can email them directly. Don't worry about algorithms or any of that. I can just drop a note right in their inbox. So yeah, definitely, definitely. If you run a business on the internet, you should have a newsletter. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah. And then a little bit of advice if you're getting started, if you want to write an ebook. Uh, I wrote my first ebook in Google Docs and I just exported the PDF and I sold that PDF on my website. It was not technically challenging. And if you want to get started, all you have to do is just start putting words on a page. You could write the whole book on your phone if you want. Uh, then uh, the, the bit of advice I got, this was from Brian Brushwood. <laughs> when I wrote my first ebook, he said, write the first book quickly. Don't waste a lot of time on it. Sell it for cheap. And then write another one. Mm. Basically, you have to get your your credibility as a writer jump-started somewhere. And you don't want to spend forever writing an epic book that no one's going to buy or read. Sure. So write that first one quickly. Mm. Don't ask a lot of money for it so that people start buying it. And then keep the trend going. Write another That's book. Really, that is really yeah. good advice. It's good advice. Yeah. Hopefully, yep. you hopefully the first one, even though you kind of banged it out you know, quicker to get it going, hopefully you know, there is at least a semblance of, oh, this guy's you know, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. good. He's, none of these words make sense. It's yeah. as if he just... <laughs> so that matters some, did, but yeah. yeah. I did, like I said, the content in, the, in that first ebook was good. It wasn't very long, but I asked like $5 for it. Uh, the content was good, and I got it done. I finished it. I wrote it in a week, I think. 
and that gave me a place to start from. And now uh, the, our website and our books make up maybe half of our income uh, compared to the YouTube videos and the ad revenue and all that stuff. So worth worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I say totally worth it. Are you kidding? That sounds amazing. It was it was only a ton of work. Yeah, but that's all. It's only a ton of work. Uh, oh, the only. the other thing that. I've noticed yeah. is I think society may be finally to the point where w- the reason that mail rates have gone up so much, there's a bunch of factors involved. But one of them is we live in a time where almost anything that has words in it no longer needs to be sent in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't need to anymore. And that's also true with, of a lot of rich content, uh, video and, and photos, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I'm a little surprised we even bother anymore. We're, we're to the point where we don't really need to have a lot of the things we ship physically shipped that way anymore. A yeah. lot of it would be just better digitally. So, you know, some people have said to me, hey, Scott, I want a Fred and Can, you know, first three years compilation book. And I always think, well, it's got to be a book, right? No one's going to want to have anything but a book. It's got to be a hardbound yeah. book. But Can't maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it's just a ebook thing. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's something yeah. like that. I don't know. I mean, I guess the internet is already an ebook, and you can go see the strip anyone, anytime you want. Yeah. But but what if but what <laughs> if I compiled something that was like, here are a bunch of sketches. Here are some early concepts I didn't use. Here are some, you know. Oh yeah, like, that's, that's what cool. they want. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. What we do with our books is we. Uh, we, when I say we, Brittany does the, does the formatting. We use um, InDesign for all that. But the books are formatted for print, so they can be printed, and we do get our books printed. But that print formatted book, yeah, you just export it as a PDF. Yeah, super and easy. And you're good to go. So yeah. you can just start selling that. And then if people ask for a print book, which is what happened with us. We had ebooks for a long time. But then people said, I want to print a copy. People were printing out their own Foamsmith book and binding it themselves. So they had mm-hmm. something in the shop. So that's when we decided, okay, cool. Let's just get these things printed. But you can format it for print without planning on printing it. And then just export a PDF to sell on the internet. Just see and then if there's a demand for it. If yeah. there's a demand, start printing. Yeah. Print, baby. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. It's really smart. Uh, nice. Well, uh, good advice all around, as always. And um, it's probably nice to be back. You're probably feeling like ready to creatively hit the hit the rubber to the road here and go crazy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we got, we're having video done next week, and I'm really excited about it. Oh, very nice. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you always have a little bonus link with you. Let's hear what this week's is. What do you got? I do. Uh, Clickspring, my favorite uh, one of... I don't want to make anyone feel bad. One of my favorite... <laughs> Machinists on YouTube. Sorry if this old Tony is watching. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's been building this anti-Kethera mechanism for a long time. He finally has a new video out making this backplate, doing a whole bunch of scribing like letters and stuff in brass. It's it looks like a ton of work, but it's really satisfying to watch. Ooh, brass is cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I don't know why there's not more. Well, whatever. People think of brass as like a late '60s, '70s. Uh, aesthetic or whatever mm-hmm. but i think brass has just always been like my favorite oh. looking metal <laughs> i'm with you yeah yeah, yeah. it's right re- oh look at that dude this is so cool yeah so he's trying to use as old school techniques as possible to make this thing mm. so he made his own marking fluid and he's really going old school on this it's taken him years it's <laughs> been months since another video came out but it's Probably because it took him months just to scribe all of that text. This is a guy who knows how to take his time. 
You know, this oh, is a yeah. guy. This is a guy who who would know how to make a uh, Zathura uh, board game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about this. We were saying somebody yeah. should make that Zathura board game, and Bill it could be you. Uh, oh, but uh, nobody cares about Zathura anymore, so maybe it, it's a bad idea. But the point is, like that kind of intricate metal. Even though it's a toy, but that metalworking kind of stuff is so rad. And this looks like a, just a really hard version of that. I'm like, man. Yeah. <laughs> look at all these little tiny. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. My eyes couldn't do it. Even with the best zoomy glasses, I don't think I could do this. Jeez, no kidding. Yeah, that's no good. All right. Uh, very cool. Go check that out. That, of course, is the ClickSpring channel on YouTube. And Bill's is Punish Props. Also, PunishProps.com will get you there. Hey, Bill, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. You got it. See you guys. Okay, bye-bye now. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. All right, let's do this. Let's get Bobby involved. Uh, you know him. You love him. It's Bobby. I know him, and I do love him. Yeah, I love him, too. He's a cuddly little southern guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is. Science. Time for some science with Bobby. He comes on the show and does a little science segment every Tuesday, and we love having him here. Bobby, welcome back. How are you? I'm feeling Southern. Are you now? Good. Good. Uh, cuddly Good. Or are you feeling cuddly is the question. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Always, always down for cuddles. How far are you from uh, Pensacola, Florida, if you had to guess? If you oh, had my jeez. Let's see. You had like, to drive it. You had to drive that. How long? Eight hours, maybe. Eight hours? That uh, location. Ah, dang it. Because Kim's going to be there today. And I thought, well, hey, uh, they'll be in the same zone, but you're eight hours away from there. So no, you will not. I'd be. rather fly. Okay. There you go. She's in Mississippi. Um, so she's, for her, it's like an hour and a half drive. No big deal. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Florida a, is deceptively far away. Places in Florida are, even though it's like only Georgia is between us. It's a big state. That well, that'd be like me going to Colorado. Even that's a ten-hour drive, but you're right yeah. next to us. You know. Yeah. So if I want to go to Denver, I got to drive ten hours. If I want to go, everything's really far away over there in the west, though. Right? Yeah, it we're really we're pretty is, effed yeah. up. Big swaths of open range that you have to get through. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, lots of buffalo out there. There used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think we maybe killed a lot of them, but uh, there's uh, no, I don't know. There's still buffalo out here. I don't know where they run wild though. Probably somewhere, and they're protected now. So, home, home on the range is where I heard that they, yeah, where the buffalo roam. Are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You look, you paid attention in school. You know what's up. Or that's deer and the antelope. I'm sorry, that's where they play. Yeah, right. Uh, purple <laughs> mountains and all that. <laughs> they're not as purple as as you may believe. The mountains, no, they're no, they're no. they're majesty, but they're not purple so much. They're kind mm. of blue and Got green. Majestic. And, yeah, majestic, sure. sure. I'll give it that. Anyway, Bobby, hey, science. Uh, let's get to it. Before we get too far, though, you're going to tell me or tell us why it's still important that we have these tests, uh, COVID tests that don't work for four days until you're already sick. Like, how is that good for us? What's going on? Well, yeah, so the the antigen test, which are the ones that you're talking about, so there's PCR tests and antigen tests. Yeah. Um, the antigen tests are the rapid at-home tests, and... They're really useful because of. So you're right. Let me let me start by saying that you're right. It does. It can. It can take up to four to five days to get a positive result, and that's why you're always said. Uh, it's always said to to te- to wait four or five days until s- from either first symptoms or from a known exposure. Um, right. So that way you can know that you're going to be getting a good result. 
or or in a in a state where you where you will get a result if you need to. But remember, if you do test positive, you're supposed to quarantine for a good time after that too, because you can be contagious for a while. So it might take four or five days, but but knowing even that late is still good to stop spread. And there's data behind this too. There's been a bunch of data that was collected that showed that in areas where there was a lot of um, antigen, like rapid antigen testing was uh, was happening a lot in that area, then it it was preventing spread of um, of Omicron and Delta. So, but 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 you're right about the fact that it takes a while and that seems frustrating especially when you compare it to delta delta you could get a you you were able to get a, a positive result on the home tests faster mm. and then that was the one of the big changes with omicron was it was it would take longer to get a positive so this is one of those test. situations once again where we're you know as best we can we're trying to keep up with the the way the thing changes and evolves yep. but we're you know we're beholden to whatever direction it goes and so these tests may be antiquated already a little a little bit in that regard anyway and there's not much you can do so they're not antiquated it it has a lot to do with just how the virus does what it does so the antigen tests they in the name it tells you what they're testing for they're testing for the antigen which are the protein like pieces that are on on the virus so in 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 the case of of COVID, you're talking about those spike proteins. It's looking for those. And without getting into the details about like how the chemistry works and everything, it's basically if those spike proteins are in there, the test can detect it and causes the 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 strip, the 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 part of the strip that has the the line on it that you're looking for has a different chemical there and it will change color if if it encounters one of these one of these proteins in the the covid thing. So the reason I say that is and explain that is because you have to have enough fully formed and re- and and the virus has to have replicated enough mm. for there to be these fully these proteins there. Mm. Which since they're on the surface of the virus itself like the the virus has to form and, and replicate enough. The reason the PCR tests are faster is because they're looking for something else. What they're looking for just little pieces of the DNA mm. in the in the virus. And it's not just that they're looking for little pieces, but the technology of a PCR test. PCR means polymerase chain reaction. It's um it's the technology that's being used. And what it does is it just it looks for little little pieces of DNA or RNA and it and then it when it finds it it amplifies it by replicating those RNA it just makes it just copies them over and over and over and over again and it's a chain reaction that carries and so it amplifies that signal if it exists and so you don't need very much of it for it to be able to detect it the downside to PCR tests is you it takes longer to get a result so the PCR um, test is not a practical thing for home i assume for many reasons like what are the uh, is there any like big why why are we not doing PCR at home even if it takes longer? 
Oh, it takes it takes equipment that you don't have in your okay. home, and you need to be specially trained to to, to use. Okay, so they haven't um, figured out a way to shrink that down into something you can buy as a kit and just have. That's fun. what what's her name with the weird voice was trying to do. Weird voice. <laughs> Wait, who? You know, uh, with the with uh, what's uh, what was the you know she she scammed everybody. Oh, what was her, oh what was her name? Theranos. Uh, yeah, Theranos. Uh, uh, <laughs> she right, wasn't yeah, trying to make it so that you could do it in your home, but she was trying to make it. it was the so drop that, of blood tells you yeah. every single thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. that's right. So, well, turns we sh- out that it's not easy to do. That. <laughs> yes. right. Yeah, it turns out she was also kind of lying through her teeth that it was easy to do. Even so. if you do have uh, Saeed from Lost on your side, it yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even then, I and I always thought if you had that guy on your well, side, you're you good. Got Saeed. You're Saeed good. can do anything. Yeah, you're golden. Except get Red off the Fraggle, Amy in the uh, in the chat was asking, does that imply that the tests like are looking for something different than than what Omicron has or something like that? No, it's just that um, maybe I actually don't know the details about that, but I think what I know is that it just doesn't have as many just whatever specific chemistry is going on with the tests, Omicron is better at evading it. Um, it just wow. doesn't get picked up quite as easy, but it's the same thing that's happening. It's just maybe there's another protein on the surface that interferes or something like that. I, I don't want to say too much because I don't know technically what it is, but um, right. But yeah, interesting. So. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's why these tests differ, everybody. So enjoy. <laughs> uh, now, uh, what did you actually come with today, though? What what hot topic is just um, ripping out of your? I, I, that was I actually had a a, uh, a a choice for you, and that was one of them. Was because I just read a whole thing about rapid antigen test accuracy, um, and um, so. But also, we could, you know, there's a black hole that we've imaged the black hole in the center of our galaxy. Um, oh finally. yeah, I just saw the the photos of that thing. That's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So it doesn't look a lot different than the first one that we imaged, if you remember that. Um, but you would expect that black holes would probably mostly look the same. Um, so uh, th- that's not surprising. But um, it- it's pretty cool that we've finally done that because since the 80s, we've theorized, physicists have theorized that that our Milky Way galaxy probably had a supermassive black hole in the center of it. And just like pretty much any spiral or elliptical galaxy probably does but we'd never we all the only evidence we had was observing the uh, well this isn't the only evidence but one of the main pieces of evidence that we had was observing the motion of stars near the center of our galaxy and how they they orbited around very fast around something that we couldn't see mm-hmm. in fact some of the stars were were moving at like like I think like 14 or 18 percent the speed of light um, as they orbit closely to the black, which is very fast for a star, by the way. Um, oh, are they normally <laughs> slower than that? I, I have no idea what they're the- normally moving a lot slower than that. Um, huh. If you're moving at like eight, 14 percent the speed of light, like we that's the that's the dream right there <laughs> like that would get us to places um but uh that's that's we're not doing that but no. these stars that are moving very it takes a lot of gravity pulling 
really hard on these stars to to get it to go that fast. But we now have direct evidence that there there is in fact a supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. So that's cool. Yeah. Muse, Muse theorized that too with that song. Oh, uh, did they? Supermassive black hole. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's uh, you know the, I knew they the were esteemed be- physicist. Yeah, yeah esteemed, esteemed physicist. physicist Muse. Muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be funny if yep. it was like Brian May and has an actual like doctorate. Uh, right, an actual degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the why other, is it always so damn other? blurry when I see it, Bobby? Why does it always look like a big, you know, just an ugly yeah. thing? Do we not have the tech to see this better, or what's what's the deal? It's um, there's a couple of reasons. Black holes are really hard to see. They are, in fact, by nature, not easy to see because of what they are. Um, they capture... So in case anybody happens to not know, a black hole is a black hole because it's it's got such intense gravity that it captures any light that gets within um, a certain distance from it. So you can't, by definition, see it directly because any light that gets into it will not come out. Mm. Um, so it's a black hole so it's hard to see um, but also because there's there, the way we have basically our, to see it you have to have a very 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 large uh, uh, radio telescope to be able to see it so large in fact it has to be like as big as the earth oh, um, wow. to be able to see it okay. so you might be wondering how do how do we see it then? Because we don't have a telescope that big, um, but uh, you're able to use some fancy fancy physics and math and and tricks to to combine radio telescopes that are located in a bunch of different places all over the Earth and all point them at the same place and and um, and then combine all that data to effectively have uh, a telescope a radio telescope that's the size of the earth they call that um what was it called the event horizon telescope is, oh. is what they what they call the, yeah. uh, that's where sam neil gets all cracky and gross looking <laughs> <laughs> well you know what the event horizon is right yeah Maybe you don't it's the it's- space where the you're uh in the sweet spot between two gravitational pulls um uh, no it's uh it's that- it has to oh. do with a black hole it's um it does have to do with gravity though. It's the event horizon is the horizon over which you can no longer see things that are around the black hole. It's the point oh, gotcha. that when okay. light gets close enough, it can no longer escape. That that threshold is called the event horizon. So theoretically, if you could be near a black hole and see everything behind it but not see the black hole because of you can't but uh, you would see a shadow, a dark circle, that the edge of that dark circle would be the event horizon because that's when nothing can escape, even yeah. light. Yeah. Okay. In the movie, the, the concept was when they finally got to observe that, it was a gateway to hell, basically. Right. And then all the demons well, came out. It's not fun no. to get that close. No, it's pretty pretty bad to get that close. And Sam Neill gets all ripped apart. It was the, uh, what I was thinking of was that thing in 2010 that kept the... Uh, the ships in the synchronous orbit around Jupiter 
uh, as they were inspecting the monolith, you know, the sequel to There are, you might be referring to Lagrange points. Maybe that's it, yes. Lagrange. Lagrange. I, yes. I remember ZZ Top, the yeah. noted <laughs> physicist ZZ Top, talking about the Specific, Specifically, uh, drummer Frank Beard, famous for his dissertation. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. Famous both for his lack of beard and his uh, discovery of the <laughs> Lagrange point. That sounds right. <laughs> Ask your, yeah, ask Lagrange your uncles, points everybody. are um, yeah. when you have exactly when you have multiple gravitational yeah. like large bodies, the the points at which their gravitational forces cancel each other out to where you can have a stable orbit at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's French for the Grange, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, that's interesting. So if we ever want to, um, the close we're probably as close as we're ever going to be to a black hole without problems, right? We're never going to just like get. I mean, humans. We're never going to get like flying up in there or go anywhere near that. We're not as close to one. I mean, you can get pre- you can get pretty close to a black hole, believe it or not. Like you can't get right up to the event horizon. But one of the one of the misconceptions about black holes is that if you're around a black hole, then eventually you'll just get sucked into it. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not true. It, uh, imagine. Imagine that our sun suddenly turned into a black hole. It wouldn't, and it can't for many reasons, but just forget that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Imagine that our sun turns into a black hole. Well, it still has the same gravitational force as before it was a black hole. It's just in a smaller package now. Mm. So believe it or not, if our sun just suddenly turned into a black hole of the same mass, we would continue orbiting it exactly the same now there'd be no sunlight so we'd all die yeah we'd all be dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah but the planet itself would not get sucked really? into it so it doesn't yeah. interesting okay okay so so yeah. hollywood once again turned into this big massive gravity suck but like a gravity well yeah no anything that is currently orbiting the sun without any problems um, will continue to orbit will continue to do that because you hole. have not wow. changed anything in terms of gravity when when it when it does that, so you, there are plenty of stable orbits around black holes that you could be at. It's just once you get close enough to it, where um, you can no longer, you know, escape its gravitational force. That's when there's a problem. That's but that's cool. that's pretty close yeah. to a black hole. You'd have to get pretty close. Yeah. So. so this idea that you get sucked in and pulled apart and stretched out and all that. It's all movies. Well, that's true. It's it's just again how close are you going to get? You've heard of spaghettification. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. idea that if you get too close to a black hole, the the gravitational forces are so great that the gravity acting on your feet is greater than the gravity that's acting on your head, so it pulls harder on your feet and stretches it out. Yeah. And um, then it and so you lit. That's what physicists actually call it: is being spaghettified because it would pull you into. Well, that's a, long a real string of person. It's a real visual they've come up with there. Spaghettification yeah. of a man. Spaghettification. Yeah. When you're here, it's good. You're there aren't out. a lot of there aren't a lot of really like uh, like good names of things in physics. Sometimes they're all very technical. Like for example, the star at the center of our galaxy is just called Sagittarius A star. That's boring. Yeah, it's boring mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. yeah. It's better a- than most other ones that are just like MR43 or something like that. Well, at least those are those are kind of um I don't know, they sound like like e- not evil but like ooh, an ominous number with a letter in it. Ooh. At least that's something. But when someone goes, "Oh yeah, that's the sun we call Frank." Like, 
<laughs> Lame, dude. Right. I like. I want some yeah. sci-fi in my naming convention. I would like Frank though, because that you know, like I know a Frank. It it would give it personality. It would. I start putting personifying it. Like I could. I could be friends with the Frank. You could star. be friends with the Frank star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think yeah. I Frank know. Frank star would probably give you a ride to the airport. Probably yeah. would. Probably help you move. I the would couch. give Frank star. Yeah. Uh, the best tip I could on um, on Lyft. If okay. I, if nice. I, All right. Nice. Good. Yeah. No, not on Uber because we don't like Uber. No. Hey. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> I just. I just occurred to me. I don't think I know a Frank at all. I don't know any Franks. My I don't actually know a Frank. Frank. Your grandpa oh, well, was Frank? My grandpa was Frank. I don't have any Franks in my life. Uh, yeah. I don't either. I lied late, to you. About cousin's Frank. late husband was named Frank. See, all these Franks. My last name's Frank and Burger. Oh, that's right. And he's a, yeah, you know a Frank. You know a Franks. <laughs> I'm a Bobby Franks. Yeah. I know a Bobby Franks. You know, uh, I know a Frank and Burger. I know. You know, an uh, old man Franks. Old man Franks, something. which is a fake name, though. It's not really his name. Yeah, that's well. So yeah, I guess well. I'm out of Frank. I don't have real Franks in my life. You're out of Franks. You yeah. need to head on over to the grocery store. <laughs> you can never be out. You should never be out of Franks. Oh, Ooh. now I'm hungry for Franks, is what he's does. about to Imagine say. a big dressed hot dog, Brian, with everything on it. Oh, my uh, Lord. That uh, sounds good. Yeah, you can you get go. one of those at Five Guys, too. I know, and they're good there. <laughs> don't make me go there two days in a row. My wife needs to come <laughs> oh, home. Oh, my God. Just right. uh, well. Anyway, Bobby, always always fun to go down these roads with you, and um, uh, always always fun to go down the black hole, <laughs> the old black hole road. Right. Yep, it's yeah. like that famous song. I'm taking my horse to the black hole. Oh, I see using black hole road. Oh, that's a good one too. That's better. <laughs> that's more generation appropriate for me. Yeah, it is exactly. Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, Bobby, tell us where you can give more science advice on your cool podcast. How can people get it? What's it science called? Science advice is we're that's what we give on all around science is the name of the podcast. Me and Mora talk about. Uh, science news and whatever cool things we just talked about something really cool yesterday it's um this uh this thing i'd never heard of before called phyto mining phyto means plant and it's mm. plants oh, phyto mining okay yes yep. plants that can literally pool metal out of the soil and then you can extract the metal from the plants so it's it's plants that people are are working on figuring out how to they they are able to do it it's just how do you scale it up whoa that's um, cool I didn't know there's metal you know, in plants. Man, plants are so metal. I had no idea. Exactly. <laughs> is that? I mean, exactly. like a significant amount of metals? Like, a yeah. Lot? So mining right now. So I'll give you a little tease for the episode, then you can get the rest of it on all around science. But mining right now, the whole process, if you take a big chunk of stuff that you pull out of the ground, the best mining practices are like, I think like, I don't know, like. Five to ten percent of that stuff is going to be metal. You're going to get metal out of it, um, but with phyto mining, it can be up to like thirty-five to forty percent hmm. um, of the material. And I'm not talking about just like literally. You have plant mass. That percentage of it would be metal. So it's you're not digging in the earth, and it's more. It could potentially be more efficient. Um, it could do all sorts of things. There's other benefits too about reclaiming toxified land too so check out this latest episode of all around science when we talk about it very nice i think that'd be a great idea you guys should all go do that do it now and uh bobby i want you to have a great week and come back here next time and talk more stuff like this i will 
Oh, except it won't be next week because I have a dental appointment where my face is being worked on. So you won't be here next oh, week. The week right. after next. <laughs> the week after that, you will be. <laughs> well, I cut him off. Didn't mean to. That <laughs> was a good one. Yeah. That actually was such a good one. Kind of yeah. didn't mean to do that. Also, I just closed my browser and I don't know why. What is wrong with me? Scott, come on now. You've been at this for a while. You shouldn't talk. I'll, I'll tell you what's next. Uh, uh, end times. Oh, good. End, end times. That's what it says in our notes. Fantastic. Um, so it says in our notes, yeah. All right, this is loading. It's loading. We're loading. While you're doing that, I'll tell people that uh, <laughs> on America's Next Top Podcaster.com, as of this morning, you can go and listen to the three entries in the Ali Spagnola interview challenge. Each team had 15 minutes to interview superstar, uh, superstar and high fiver, uh, Ali Spagnola, and then turn that 15 minute interview into a 10 minute podcast. Who's reign supreme? Well, you'll find out tomorrow. But for right now, you can go listen to those three interviews. Very, very nice. They're very good. They're very well. Two. Well, they're very good. They're very good. Yeah. <laughs> One went two home. Two of them though. are very, very good. Two of them are good <laughs> enough to not be kicked out that week. So uh, right, exactly. Look yes. at it that way. All right, that is going to do it for us. A big thanks to all our patrons who helped this show make uh, or help this show be possible at all. Uh, patreoncom TMS is a place where you can go throw us as little as a dollar a month. And boom, you're a supporter. Lots of reasons to do that. You just got to read about them. It's over at frogpants, or sorry, over at patreon.com slash TMS. For everything else, if you want to request a song, if you're looking for ways of contacting us, a million other things, all things related to the show, you can find those all at frogpants.com slash TMS. We will now exit the building, but before we do, a song Brian has brought to play. What are we playing? What are we doing? Sure. Well, I had to make up to uh, Talia because uh, she sent a request in a while back for a Kit Boga cover. And Kit Boga is this person on this guy on the internet that does these amazing, um, he trolls uh, uh, scammers, right? So he he finds these scammers who are like, oh, yeah, just send me a, uh, a gift card worth this amount and I'll do this, blah, 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 you know. Oh, I watched this, this guy on TikTok. He's great, this guy. He is great. And he keeps on. He does this amazing voice that it sounds like an old lady. Yeah. Um, what do I need to click again? And I've seen him do it where he's actually gotten money out of these people. Yes. Like, yes. And he's gotten them to sing uh, like Spice Girls songs and all these other songs. Like, uh, well, while I'm waiting, could you sing, uh, do you know the first few words of <laughs> Wanna Be by the Spice Girls or something like that? I don't know how he does it, but this guy is a national treasure. He's done for scammers what uh, that rover guy has done for porch pirates. Oh yeah, it's like we need we need to we need to clone and make you know our, uh, weaponize these people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Talia requested a cover uh, uh, by him, and I I just couldn't do it. Couldn't find anything that I think would work well on the show without the visuals. It's very important visuals on this show. They do. Yeah. For an audio Something, podcast, it really matters. Anyway. Right. But she did send this cover in, and I felt like, well, I have to do this one because I didn't do the last one. She says, uh, hey, Cover Brain, so the TV show Amphibia is ending this last weekend, or ended this last weekend, and I'd like to remember it. It's just a kid's show, but it meant a lot to me going through a hard time in my life. There are a lot of remixes and covers of the theme song on SoundCloud that could work, or just make sure they're a decent length. If not, um, you know, here's a link to one that I really like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Fornicate Arts of the Electronic Variety, signed Talia. Nice. <laughs> I checked out some of this show, Amphibia. It looks really cool. It, mm. it, you know, all right, if it's a kid's show, sure, but it looks really, really cool, and I kind of want to watch more of it. So I might have to do that. Uh, so 
she requested a cover of the theme song. Well, I've got one. Actually, there was an episode called Battle of the Bands. And on that, there are two songs that uh, have kind of gotten merged together in this cover. It's a heart stomper and no big deal covered here by meals of the song from amphibia. Here is heart stomper and no big deal. Don't mess this up with me guys. Here we go. I'm a heart stomper. Stomping on hearts. If you want to get away.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Yeah,